This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer! How are you? Hi, Richard. How are you, dearest Sorry. one? Uh, it's, I cold. Am it's cold here in here. Santa Monica. Is it cold in Manhattan Beach? It is cold. It took me, I was so happy when I came up to the second floor here. Um, you know, where my office, third floor of my office. It was so nice and warm and toasty. I wanted to say, yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> did you, did you see that. any? I have over my summer clothes, my husband calls it. He's like, it's her summer outfits. And then she puts a big jacket on. So I do have that with me right here. Very good. Uh, it snowed in Santa Monica yesterday. There was like a couple of flakes. I missed it. I was downtown. You missed it. Wasn't it snowing down there? Uh, no, it was raining down there. But apparently it snowed out in Santa Monica. So it probably snowed in Manhattan Beach, too. I just didn't have my camera. I wasn't there. I was out and about running around. Same here. Same but here. I'm so excited about tonight. I get to go to the Kings game. Wow. That's Ooh. very cool. I know. I was given tickets by a sweet girlfriend who who has ties to the family that runs it. So it's more. Who, who are they playing? Um, The Canadians. Dennis. The Canadians. All right. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, by the way, I've got a little shot of the Griffith Park Observatory over my shoulder. Somebody took this picture snow in the background something we don't see that often here in california but people didn't tune in to hear us talk about the weather sure they did (laughs) or maybe they did big babies have you met the east coast people yet (laughs) (laughs) or my friends in london who are freezing oh yeah it's freezing all over the place um well all right luana we're gonna ask our friend luana who moderates our class on the flip side Come forward with our guest list, our VIP clipboard, and tell us who is on deck. Nuana. There she is. Okay. They told me to get in my zone. That's kind of funny. I haven't heard that in a while. I think there's something in the zeitgeist. I'm like, what if I just, I'm like, oh, my gift isn't working. Okay, well, that was <laughs> wonderful. everyone. Um, Give me a second. Who? Your dream last night again. They said that they gave you information. Okay. Well, you're also talking about dreams in general because you showed me mine. Um, okay. I, that, yeah, I was going to ask that. So, what does she mean? What does that? What does that mean? Dreams in general. What do you want to talk about, Lou? You want to talk about dreams? How present our loved ones are. Yes. And so let's talk about that. Um, there's people I was answering an email in Quora today, hacking the afterlife forum, where somebody was saying, I've been trying so hard to reach my loved one and I can't, you know, he appears to other people, but not to me. So, Lou, what's a way that help people that are having a hard time reaching their loved ones on the flip side? <laughs> Get better sleep. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, that was kind of funny, though. Because if you think about it, like, I don't sleep very well when it's over a full moon because there's so much energy. It's so thick. But if I say, thank you, if I say to the universe, I'm like, hey, you guys, I need to get some sleep. Please let me sleep. They don't go away, but my mind shuts it off. So she showed me, which is brilliant. You could do it in reverse where you don't believe it. But then you say, hey, 
you know, I want to see my loved ones, but you don't believe you want to see them, then your mind doesn't let you. So it's like setting the intention prior to falling asleep. Right. And they said, give us a couple chats. She's like, give us like a few chances too, because you're, even though you, you say you believe it, your subconscious has to work. It's that's actually right. Your subconscious has to match that feeling. And that doesn't happen right away. And when you say give us a couple of chances, do you mean over the course of different nights or do you mean in one particular night? In different ways. So if we don't show up in your dream state, you know, look for us at breakfast when you have that coffee or tea. So tell us a little bit something like about that, if you could, Luana, which is let's say that you want to reach out or somebody wants to reach out to someone during the day when they're busy or they're stressed about something, what would be a mode? Would you be, would you try to adjust music or would it be uh, something they're reading or a newspaper article or what would it be? One of the spirits in our class who actually was um, on the movie, Steve, he played Steve Jobs' partner on the movie about Steve Jobs. And um, he just showed up, Eddie is his name. And I love his parents. And there's times where he shows up, you know, out of the blue and I just know I'm not thinking of him. So that's another thing. So if I'm not thinking of him, it's easy. Okay. Thank you. It's easier for them to just show up to us. Okay. okay. And say, Hey, but then, all right, hold on. but then I ask questions just like what we do. Yeah. Like, Eddie, just call your mom. Is there something going on? And he'll tell me, yes, call my mom and I'll call her and she'll be like, your ears must've been burning because blah, blah, blah. she's so funny. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, but so are you saying Eddie was an actor that was in the movie, Steve Jobs? And he's somebody that one of your clients, somebody that you've been talking to on the flip side. He's one of my clients. Well, I always say Eddie, but, um, his family is somebody. Family, yeah. Yes. I understand. All right. Well, I've never met him before. Eddie, you, you're welcome. I mean, if you elbowed your way into our chair, obviously you want to say something, go ahead. That I'm not going to fall off the horse on Saturday. So I have clients and friends that, um, and I've told you this and they wouldn't mind me saying it. I'm not saying it. Anyways, they have a ranch up in San Inez and they have invited me to go up to the ranch and we're going wine tasting on horse, horseback riding. Wow. I have been a little terrified because not about the wine tasting. Yes. I haven't been on a horse. I dream about horses. I actually help my clients pick their horses. I... I love them, but I'm terrified. Yeah. He just told me, again, something I'm not thinking about. He's like, don't worry, you're not going to fall off your horse on Saturday. Well, let me ask you, Eddie. We're talking about something in the future. Eddie, are you aware of what horse she's going to be on? <laughs> yes. He says, I'm working with the horse right now to calm the horse down for me. That okay. is very interesting. Well, that's what I, that's why I asked. I thought, well, this will be an interesting conversation. Why didn't I think of that to ask him to do that? Why, why does it have to be through you, Rich? Why can't <laughs> I ask him? My job. Um, all right. So Eddie, let's talk about that a little bit. Now, how, so how does the horse's higher self, let's just call it that. How does that appear to you? What are you looking at? Are you seeing a horse or energetic frame? He just showed me, well, energetic frame. That's interesting that you said that. He showed me me in my mind's eye and threads of energy going from me to the horse. 
and back to him. So through my higher self, he's able to talk to the horse that's happening. That's already because past, present, and future doesn't show up the same way. It shows up all at once for me, which makes sense because they don't have it over there, which is a whole different, you know, we've talked about it several times, but for the sake of this moment, yeah, that he works through my higher self to the horse. That's fascinating. And me. so, but let's talk a little bit about this horse, Eddie. Have you, do, do you know this horse before? Have you met this horse that she's going to be riding this weekend? Do you know this person? This horse, sorry. Thank you. Eh. He's just saying, no, I did not know this horse, but he goes, I do love Emily in Paris, which it's my clients are the producers and directors of Emily in Paris that are having me up there. All right, but in, just in terms of this weird conversation with the horse, could we ask the horse a couple of questions? I know it's sort of circuitous. I'm asking Eddie to ask the yeah. horse. Yes. Okay. Um, hello, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Horse. What's a name that I can use to call you? And please don't say Ed. <laughs> So the first name I got was like Camilla, but then I got Candy. They showed me like a lollipop, like Candy. Okay. Uh, can I call you Candy? Would that be okay? Even if that's not your name here on the planet, that's how you're self-referring referring to yourself. Is that okay, Candy? Yes. yes so, so Candy, have you ever incarnated uh, on the earth as another animal besides horse? Why did you show me that? A okay. Or is, they just showed me Hyra. So I need to figure out, is it, did Hyra know the horse? Which I don't believe, but I believe that there's a reference there. Hold on it, I think the reference is because Hyra has told us Present in the past yeah. that, yeah, that he had been a horse in Scotland, you know, in a previous lifetime. So it's like that. So yeah. have okay. you, have you been a dog in a previous lifetime? Or are you just saying it's like Hyra's description of how those things work? Tyra's description of how things work, how, okay, we're, very... how we're contracted with people, but just like our guides and our angels and everybody else that's contracted for us throughout our lifetimes, we still just like that horse, even though I'm not contracted to it and it's not contracted to me, but it's going to influence the way I think about horses. And so there's like a ripple effect. Right. And the other reason why Eddie said that is because Eddie's mother run, races horses and does barrels. And she's like, Jennifer, you need to come down here for at least a week so I can teach you how to cook and ride a horse. <laughs> I'm talking about the friendship, whether we are horses, dogs, cats, or unicorns in other galaxies. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Well, uh, just in terms of Luana, because Luana wrote a screenplay. Um okay about about something to do with horses and i just want to know if you can put that in jennifer's mind we might want to talk about that a little bit was it a horse finding its mother or dealing with a horse that like i don't know she just showed me what'd she show you it felt like a young horse on its own but like i felt like it was trying to find its family and they just showed me the movie the cartoon that dealt with the um the little kid the horse and the 
it's on Apple TV. It's a great, it's after a book. It's a great book. Um, Meow, Bonnie. Really? You want to talk to us? <laughs> That's our cat. Cat's weighing in. Uh, yeah, there was, well, Luana's story was a little bit about finding your home and finding who you are, but it was about uh, a Kentucky Derby uh, race rider, but the first woman to win the Kentucky Derby. That's what I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's but cool. and I just thought it was, a, it's an interesting topic. And I was just going to say, because Luana spent a lot of time around people who owned horses and they, you know, introduced, go ahead. What else is interesting is Robert Town's father. I remember the one of the readings I That's gave. That's correct. Him. Yes, Lou Towns. That's right. Showed me horses, and he used to bet on horses. But there was something about um, the movie that came out too. That well, Sea Biscuit, and and so the, uh, just for our audience, because Jennifer and I have been doing this for eight years, and I have to, I remember you know details about different you know conversations we've had. Lou Town, Robert Town, screenwriter's father, uh, passed away some years ago. I knew him quite well. And and we asked him what he was doing on the flip side, and he said, recreating race races, famous races, Seabiscuit versus, I forget the name of the famous horse that used to run, but he told us, and and he talked about creating a whole stadium and the horses might participate, the energy of those horses. Well, let's go back to Candy for a second. So, Candy, have you ever participated in a race over there while you're here, or some kind of an event while you're here? on the planet like your higher self she's so funny she's like i'm constantly racing and running in my dreams but here i'm just a casual horse i see so in your dreams you might think of yourself as a thoroughbred yes that she's like this she's okay (laughs) tapping her quite a big note how many dreams do we have i know i have where i run and you know i'm running and chasing and whatever being run after like how many times do we go running in our dreams no it's true and uh, you know Luana when she mentions a dream that I had certainly she was in a dream the other night of mine I don't remember the context or what was said um and so that's why I ask these questions like what is it about that dream that she might want to address if anything she's like bring it full circle again thank you It's about you over here talking to us over there and being and and believing that you can through your dreams. Well, again, like, you know, when I'm doing this work, I'm in that state of when the first two minutes you wake up, if you're either really going to remember or you don't. And that's my whole day at work. That's why I don't remember the things that come through me. They just go. But. How many times have you, you know, I've woken myself. I now wake myself up when I feel something really important in my dream state and I write it down because wow. it's so powerful that I know I'm not going to remember it either. There was a time I got all these lyrics for something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the best thing ever. I'll remember it. Of course I don't. And it just saying <laughs> that I missed that. I missed that opportunity. I know I did, but it is interesting. No. And I've heard about writers who, who have this brilliant idea and they get up in the middle of the night and write down something and then look at it the next day and it's gobbledygook, you know, they have no idea what it meant. But in terms of what Luana's saying, and and I think what she wants to mention is that, so for example, I had a question for her 
it hadn't been bothering me, but it's just as I was going to sleep, I thought, oh, I'm going to ask this question. And so I kind of set the table for the question, which is you think of the person you want to speak to, and maybe you might have a laugh or two with them, whoever that is, some your loved mm -hmm. one on the other side. And, and it, the key is to just allow that it's possible. Allow that it's possible with your animals too. That's another big thing. Allow that that's possible because they're always around. Um, the song Hey Jude came into my mind, was playing in my mind before you said that. Okay, it, let's find out. Lou, what's that about? What's Hey Jude doing in her mind? About how it came about, I guess. Okay, and now that was a song written by uh, Paul McCartney yeah. about Julian Lennon, as we know. Um, and it was about the journey. Of course, Paul's written many songs that came to him in dreams. Is that right. why? What What I is it about so. that song? I think so. I know that the um, the one that you you know the the song that you sang actually. <laughs> Let it be. Let it be. But also the one that you um, imagine. Know, imagine, yeah, and tuning into the afterlife. That's why I always say get. For anyone that ha does not have that book yet, it is spectacular to listen to. I always force my... Tuning into the afterlife. Yeah, it is a lovely book. Well, I was going to say about that. It's interesting because, of course, when Jennifer mentions something, I have to, you know, yesterday <laughs> I was listening to John sing Imagine uh, in the car, and I put it on repeat, which you can do. And I listened to it maybe, you know, 10 or 15 times. And I was thinking about it in terms of this research. He talks wow. about imagine. That's what, she, that's what she wanted to talk to you about was imagine. Yeah. So imagine there's no heaven. Above us only sky. Imagine there's no hell. Imagine there's no countries. Imagine that there's no possessions. That, and so uh, just allow for a moment, not that you imagine that on earth, because it's very difficult because, you know, we have flags and we have baseball caps and we run around and do our thing. We're talking about the flip side. Imagine that on the flip side, none of these things exist. The word heaven, we've heard so many times in this research, it's home. It's the thing that we return to. We go home. So everyone gets home. So that's imagine that heaven is home. Imagine that there's no countries over there because everyone's equal. There's no hierarchy. We can certainly talk to cats and dogs. Do you, would you want to come over here and talk to us? You can, cat. Anyway, uh, listen, I don't want to go on and on, but just listen to the song. Don't listen to me. Listen to Imagine. Turn it up loud. You don't have discrimination with the people you love or guilt when wanting to converse with them, that's the golden key to talking to them. Uh -huh. So we t we tend, I'm going to put myself, or I tend, like if I feel like I'm doing something naughty, I don't necessarily want to talk to my dad. <laughs> so what are you saying? You're saying like... Like a vacuum cleaner? Oh, no, my computer just suddenly lit up there. Sorry. But so what are you saying? Say that again. You, when you no, are no, doing something. Cat. Come on. Cat wants to play Imagine. Uh, <laughs> say it again. When you're doing something naughty, you don't necessarily want to have your dad stop by. What, what do you Okay, mean? so 
I'm saying that if I have a projection or if I have guilt in any form at all, I'm not going to talk to my father, oh. my Mormon bishop father, who I love dearly, who has no, who would never say, oh, you're doing something wrong or, oh, that's real bad. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Right. So, hold on. Thank you. What they're saying is, really like back to the song imagine no colors no like if you knew that your loved ones love you unconditionally over there don't have the guilt because that's what also keeps them away oh way but our minds shuts it off our mind says no you don't want to talk to them right and so the idea of don't don't allow guilt to come into the picture don't allow guilt to come into the picture if you want to talk to them do not allow projections do not allow like if you're you know grief if you're feeling like it's going to be too hard for you or too challenging for you or if you want it so bad that's another thing that the universe lets you want it if you go with a peaceful mind before you go to bed and just say i would love thank you for talking to me i can't wait to see you in the ethers with a heart that just you know that frequency is the strongest frequency to open up every single door with your loved one over there but if you felt bad because you feel like they suffered or you didn't get the right doctor or i can't tell you all the things that i people come to me and without question the loved ones on the other side are like tell them to stop feeling bad that's that's what's keeping them away from me i'm always there but their mind and their heart hurts that they can't hear me. And and so, is that is that like a frequency thing? It's like you're because you're messing with the frequency because you have doubt or you have fear or something, and it's not pure. They're saying it like sends a signal that says, "Wait a minute, like just hold hold on a second. They're not ready yet." So. Don't send mixed signals. <laughs> send a clear intent. I know I can talk to you, or at least I believe I can. And I'd like to have the answer to a specific question if I can. If, but they're saying, say thank you for being there. Already have the feelings that it's happened. I understand. So you're saying have a little bit of gratitude for the ability to talk to them because then it's a different uh, paradigm when you see somebody on the street and you're kind of reluctant to see them you know they feel it too but if you see somebody and you're excited to see them then they will for sure stop and have a conversation with you right what just popped in the way they well they showed that to me that was a very interesting point like if you if you have someone that you feel guilty about that's here on this planet do you go do you try to talk to them no it takes a long time. Um, can you show me again? Treat us like you, that's so brilliant. Treat us like you would if you saw us on the street. Start putting that, like what would you do? Right, like when I had that visitation from my father and we were in this church, but it wasn't a Mormon church. It was like a big Baptist church with people singing. I saw my dad. And I just ran over there and hugged him. And I was like, I could feel his hairs. Like I could, I could smell him. I like everything that I could ever remember. And I remember him holding it. And then that's when I fucked it up. Sorry. And said, wait, you're, wait, you're not a lot. You're not. And that's what made it go away. Yeah. I said, you weren't alive. You weren't like, 
and he didn't go away, but my mind shut it off. And right. It's the channel, the channel, like, you know, you messed with the channel and the sudden music is not strong anymore. Jim, let's ask your dad to come forward and talk about that a little bit. Is that, what are we talking about here? Is that, what, is that accurate? He just said, hello, Jennifer June. I'm always, that's my name. Jennifer June, born in July. Um, hold on. Oh, it's going to make me cry. He said, don't, you don't realize that that night we danced for a very long time. You just remember. The, the last part, part of it. Oh. And he, he said, think about it. When you're, there's sometimes where you go to sleep for 15 minutes and it feels like 15 hours and vice versa. He goes, that's what he goes. There isn't any time over there. And he goes, we had so much fun dancing together. He goes, but you only remember that as a little part. Beautiful. Well, I just, and I just want to clarify, Jim, when, when you say there's no time over there, because things do happen sequentially, like you see somebody and then you're with them and then something happens. Uh, it, the, so it's just, it's altered time. Time is completely relatively different. You're tapping your nose and that's what that means. So, uh, Jim, what do you want to tell us? What do you, what's going on with you? How are you? I know that we talked to you about your astrophysics class. How's that going? He's like, I'm helping assist with the teacher. And I started laughing like, you are? And he goes, yeah, like kindergartners. Like he's helping. <laughs> you mean like the teacher put his desk right next to hers and then, uh, you know, he hands her the chalk? He just showed me all over. And he goes, you don't want to be close by. He goes, it does. He goes, being next to some, somebody or something is also different illusion over there too. What do you mean? I don't know. Let me ask. Okay, and for the audience, as she's uh, uh, looking at this, the teacher that he talked to and, and introduced us to has eight arms. Right. She's And we asked her if she was the uh, deity that Hindus refer to as Ma Durga, and she said that she was. We've talked to her a few times. It's crazy. Like, they're conducting theories on time, place, continue on how to jump into our time frame. Yes, with more ease. They're doing experiments on how to jump into our time frame with more ease. And you mean your students in general, or are you talking about higher selves or the students that you're working with? I'm like, I asked, I'm like, is it our higher selves that you're teaching? Or he's like, it's all of it. It's all beings, it's all beings, and it's all, we are there with you, but they want us to really know that we are without scaring us. I understand, and I know when your father took us to this class, because we asked him what he was doing on the flip side, he said, he warned you, he was like, this class is a little strange, and the teacher's going to be a little unusual to see, don't be frightened, and when he described her, because I've spent a lot of time in India and Tibet, I'm very familiar with people who have more than one set of arms. So, but just for the people tuning in for the first or last time, yeah. can I ask the teacher some questions? Yes. So what's it like for you to communicate with us? Are you freezing time in your classroom to turn and talk to us? 
or is this happening simultaneously while you're teaching class? What we're doing here, working with them, they're putting us as like on their TV monitor of how we're working together. Um, me and you, me and you, Jennifer. Yes, Richard. Yeah. yeah, hold on a second. Oh, wow. That's what I saw. It's kind of. I mean, that's cool. I love that. I think that's really cool. What a great example. And through the way we are doing our own research, they in tune are gathering that research for them and trying to pipe it up, like trying to make a 2.0 or 3.0 or 10.0 version of it. Um, I understand. It's almost like everybody should have a walkie talkie to the other side. Like that's what they're saying. Like, I know we've, we've said cell phones, um, but before cell phones existed, nobody knew that you could do that. Like nobody knew that that was going to be a thing. That that would be a thing. Well, and I, and what she, I think she had, correct me if I'm wrong. Is she referring to telepathic communication between entities? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. And so the idea being, and the reason that's a value is so that we can now begin to communicate not only with animals and trees and plants on our planet. Is that correct? Yes. That we can also communicate with people who are no longer on the planet that have different frequencies from us. Right. So the and idea. Not, Go ahead. And that, are not, and that are not even linked to us. But not even linked link. to us and they're complete strangers to us they aren't relatives and that's what we've been doing too like for instance hi steve like steve jobs he's he's an example i didn't believe it was him and then one of his family members has come to me yeah um so well let me ask steve a question we've talked to him before frequency that gets up there hold on that eventually got his daughter to call me kind of thing. So it's, it's a free, and she knew nothing about her podcast. It's just that what we were putting out being open. That's it. Thank you. By being open to it, by me being open, even though I gave him a hard time, he says, he just showed me that again. And then Eddie, like, so. And by giving him a hard time, what she means is doubting that it's really I was, him. I was doubting it to the point where when his family member made the appointment, I was, I'm like, you're going to have to give me a sign. And, and then I talked to Sandy, who's Eddie's mom. And I said, what are you looking at? Because Eddie was telling me, ask her what she's looking at. And he goes, she's like, oh, it was me and Eddie. We were on the red carpet for Steve Jobs' movie. I'm like, what do you mean his movie? She goes, my son played the, the person that he worked with. A character in the film. That's character. great. And so I'm like, that was my that and then i had that appointment later with the person it was just so steve if you don't mind me asking i love that i appreciate you telling us that jennifer steve are you attending any classes on the flip side or are you teaching any classes if you can only imagine think ten thousand times bigger so what do you mean as a student or as a professor he's using this class as part of a reference of communication for over okay hold on you mean our class on the flip side our group of people hacking the afterlife in luana's purview yeah like why can't why can't other people do this we've said it all along right yeah yeah we do we say it every time every time and thank you and i've always said i'm like 
I would love to be out of a job, <laughs> even though I love what I do for work, because the world would look so differently if everyone knew they could connect to their own people. So, but let me ask you, Steve, so are, do you attend any, I mean, aside from our class, I don't know, I wasn't clear. Do yeah. you attend any other classes that are in other topics? And if you could show that to Jennifer. Yes. And what would be a class? Plant, plant medicine. They're very good. And what do you mean by that? Oh, you mean like? Uh, Groups that are doing plant medicine, seeing how how much they can connect or what hand, what that does for them. Are you, do you mean over there you're working with with working with the energy of plants, creating plants, or are you working with people on the planet? All of it, to a certain degree. All of it. Okay, I understand. And what I mean by working over He's also there, also studying people here. He finds it fascinating. Please elaborate. Of what it takes to get out of that headspace. And into your heart, so you can connect more out, on of, the, out of the head space into the heart space to connect more of a on a vibrant spiritual essence, like getting more of a vibrant spiritual essence, like tuning into, like getting your best version of your cell phone for yourself. I got a quite, I got a weird side question for you. I'm sure you're familiar with the Pixar film Soul that was made, and Jennifer and I spoke to Joe Ranft. And we were told by Joe that the movie was inspired by him. Is that the way you see it, Steve? Absolutely. Music, he goes, that's why this class is so successful. Music gets in the brains of everyone. Like books, like there's all sorts of different types of music, but it all, it, all different types of music makes different types of people happy, right? They can listen to it. And they, it could stay with them. The music can stay with them. I know that you're talking about something totally different. No, no, I understand. What, I'm trying to clarify. So he's saying. But, so if he, if, he, if, music, if what we did was, you know, these, you know, was songs and music that some people would like, some people wouldn't like. It's a frequency, right? It'd be a lot. Then they could ingest it better. I see. He's skipping ahead because yeah. the next question would be. He's talking about the book Tuning Into the Afterlife and how we, you yes. and I, spoke to quite a few mu musicians about uh, how music is a frequency. Yes. And uh, how long do I have you for, Jennifer? Right now, I have to go. Well, uh, in that note, I think I can probably, we can probably, I, don't, I think it's okay if I play this, don't I? Yes. You know, imagine there's no heaven. I can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Typical. There you go. Uh, I tried to play Imagine for I you, and it. it happened in my ears, but not out in the world. But that's fine. You can, add, you can add it to it. Yeah, I can add it to it later on. I'll pretend like we just did it. All right. Well, thank you, Jennifer. And thanks, everybody. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Ma Durga. How weird. How cool. Thanks, Candy the Horse. Thank you. Luana and Eddie and, and Eddie and and his mom Sandy. His mom Sandy. Very good. Um, I what I find interesting with all of this is that we never know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> and if people, if, if this is how you should take your dream state, just don't have expectations. I 
and just thank them for already being there. And it's just much easier for that. Thank you for them to connect. They all started clapping for, for them to connect. It's much easier when you don't have that pressure of connecting. They all clap because of what you're saying. Yeah, just be if the more restful and peaceful you are, the more that you get out of your head, the more that you know you are loved, the more that you love others, the more you can love others. Yeah. Get out of your head space and into your heart space. It's a great slogan for a new company. <laughs> From Steve Jobs, but no one would believe it. All right, well, thanks everybody. We appreciate it, Jennifer. We love you. Thank you so much. And you have the last word. Bye. <laughs> love, love. Love, love. All right, very good. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschafer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available at gaia.com via Amazon Prime.